0: What's up, everyone? Welcome into a fresh Shy state pod. I'm Sam Brief in my Chicago home studio with a little something different for you today. A story about a Chicago State team that doesn't compete on a court or on a field or on a track, but in their minds. It's the CSU Quiz Bowl team, a trivia squad that's been happening at the university for over 20 years, and this trivia squad just competed in March in the annual Honda Campus All-Star Challenge, which is a trivia challenge nationwide featuring 64 schools, all of whom are either historically or primary black colleges and universities. For five years now, it's been coached by a great man who is the subject of today's podcast, and that is Dr. Olanipikun Laoshebikan, an assistant professor in advanced studies in education at Chicago State for the last decade. His students call him Dr. O and today I had the pleasure of speaking with Dr. O about something he calls a hidden gem at Chicago State and that's his trivia team. The tail end of our conversation featured a little trivia fun. I asked Dr. O to prep some questions for me and put me in the pressure cooker as he gave me a little trivia challenge. So all that more coming up but first, A reminder that our partners at BSN Sports, the largest provider of team sports equipment and apparel in the country, would like to thank all the coaches out there who truly are the heart of the game. While BSN Sports is the best at equipping athletes, coaches are the best at equipping lives, and that's the real final score. Learn more about how BSN Sports can save you time off the field by giving you more time to impact lives on it. Just call your local BSN Sports sales pro or visit bsnsports.com today. Now here's Dr. O on the Quiz Bowl squad.
1: The Quiz Bowl team has been around for at least the last 18 years. Um, We were created to participate in the Honda Campus All-Star Challenge, which is a competition founded by Honda, the car company, to, um, to celebrate the brilliance of students at HBCUs and PBIs, um, and so we've been a part of this competition for the last eighteen years. It's been around for uh, thirty-one years now, so we've been, you know, very active in this competition for most of its its existence. Um, we've transitioned since our start with this competition to also participating in other trivia competitions as well. So, you know, we are active in not only that one but several other trivia competitions throughout the country.
0: What's the squad look like? How many students, what types of students?
1: Yeah, so our team, so we separate the team into the traveling team, which is a team that, that is selected to, to compete in the tournament. And, and that's made up of four students. Uh, so this year we had, um, we actually only had three students because of participation um, being limited by COVID. So um, we had Marshall Gibson, Jalen Shelton, and Gabriel Brown, who represented CSU at the tournament. Um, One junior, I'm I'm sorry, one senior, one junior and one sophomore. Uh, Typically you would have four students on the team, only three could play in the tournament or in in, in a match and you can rotate players out um, for different matches. What this looks like is, is, uh, is really a year long process that begins in August and that will culminate in March with this particular tournament. So we start practicing in August. Uh, We start meeting. We start training in August. And then beginning in February, we have our regionals. And then from regionals, we go on to the national championship, which, as you mentioned, is in – well, this year was in March, but it's
0: typically in April. Give me a little bit of the nitty-gritty the trivia. You know, what kind of trivia? I mean, you're talking to a guy who – when I was a little kid, I used to love the trivia table at Dave and Buster's while all my friends were doing the, you know, pinball thing and the spin and win. I was over at the trivia, just wasting all my tokens away. So I'm curious, are we talking history, math, or a combination of everything?
1: Yeah. So it's, it's, I would say kids like, like you, who, who, are at restaurants who are looking at, you know, menus or who are playing the games at the tables. Like we're looking for people like you, exactly that, right? So we're interested in people. um, And the trivia that is addressed in this competition and others that we are in um, is really um, across the board. So we're talking about history, politics, we're talking about sports, we're talking about geography, um, culture, music, so it's a wide range of subject matter, which is what makes it so challenging. So we're not just preparing for sports, for example, right, which we could just focus in and hone in on, but you're preparing for a And range I would
0: nail that. Of- I would nail that, Dr. O. You would
1: nail sports? Okay. Oh, all right. yes. We'll keep that in mind. <laughs> uh, so we have to, to, to train and prepare students to be ready um, in all these different subject areas, these very- different discipline areas. And that's what makes it tough is that you have people who are really good in sports, which is great to be good in sports, but you have to be more more multifaceted than that, right? You have to understand sports and geography and politics. And the beauty of all this is that all these different content areas are connected. And our job is to help students make the connections between subject areas that may seem like they have nothing um, in common, like uh, sports and politics, for example, right? Um, or sports and music. Uh, but as as we show the students, like everything is connected. All forms of knowledge have connections.
0: I'm interested in that. Okay. What do you mean by connections between something like sports and politics, which, yes, there's crossover, maybe an unfortunate amount of crossover in today's day and age, uh, just in the news, but tell me about some of the trivia connections between those two topics.
1: Sure. Um, so, you know, we can even I don't have a question per se to ask you related to that. But I will just highlight some some news recently that we've uh, we've seen or heard about. Mm-hmm. Um, take, for example, that in, in, in Georgia, there's some discussion about um, is it Bo Jackson? I believe it's Bo Jackson who. Who's considering running for one of the Senate seats? Right, like Bo Jackson, famous African American athlete, played football, uh, baseball. Right, um, that would possibly be a question in one of the trivia competitions. Right, um, or take, you know, take for example that um, former Colts receiver, um, who is now a House representative member from Ohio. Um, Anthony Gonzalez, Anthony Gonzalez. There we go. Right there. You see it point Uh, for Sam. Exactly. Point for Sam. So these are the types of connections that we would be making for students in our preparation for our competitions.
0: So is it intentional on the part of the folks who put this on, who are coming up and doling out the questions? Is it intentional that the questions will hit upon multiple things like that Anthony Gonzalez example? Yes, it is intentional. So, that, okay. so
1: with the Honda campus, also a challenge there, there's an emphasis on African-American history because the schools that are being served are HBCUs and PBIs. Um, this isn't um, the primary focus in every subject area, but it is a emphasis um, in most subject areas.
0: That strikes me as really powerful because mm-hmm. by preparing, by training, you're becoming a student of the world, right? It's not just, oh, I'm an expert in geography. And I'm going to be an expert in sports. I'm an expert in music. It's learning all the connections because everything's intertwined, right? We look back at history and the world, everything's happening and affecting each other and there's pushes and pulls. And it would strike me that a study session for your team would be super educational.
1: It would be, but we also try to make it fun. So I think sometimes we, you know, when people hear about the trivia team they they assume that all we do is just go in a room and lock ourselves up for four <laughs> hours at a, at a time and just study all day
0: um, everyone's I, sitting on the floor and you're on a big podium at the front just screaming questions in everyone's face yeah, <laughs> you're telling me it's not like that
1: it's not like that not at <laughs> all not at all we try to have fun with it you know um, we always begin with what what students already know
0: um,
1: and we privilege the fact that students come to, to the trivia team with forms of knowledge that they already are really good at. So for example, um, we start with what students know and what they like. So we have, have on our team a music major, Ms. Jalen Shelton. Jalen is a classically trained uh, singer. And you ask her a question about any form of classical music, she nails it, right? Um, so that's a strength for us. Like We start with what we believe to be your strength. So, Sam, you said you're good in sports. We would ask you questions about sports. We'll try to just gauge your interest in sports. Because when we say sports, we're talking about how many different sports. So are you really just good in basketball or baseball history, right? Are you you aware of other forms of athletics like, you know, cricket, for example, which may not be a very well-known sport, like Do you know much about soccer, you know, like what is the range of your knowledge of sports? So we really just try to understand the strengths that the students have. And then we try to enhance those strengths first, and then we add on. So if you're good at sports and we can make a relationship um, between sports and geography, for example, right? So you may be good in sports and you know all the NBA teams MLB teams, but you don't know the stadiums, right? So we would have you learned the stadiums as a way to understand or to start learning about geography? Because those stadiums are located
0: in specific cities, located in specific uh, states, right? So when a question's asked, you've got three students, they can, it's, it's not asked to an individual, it's asked to the team and they can talk to each other and lean on each other's expertise, right? It depends on the competition. So on the
1: Honda Campus All-Star Challenge competition, um, there are essentially four rounds. The first three rounds are face-off rounds between individual students. Um, On the face, and and each each round is made up of four categories of questions the students can select from and answer. We have what are called face-off questions where the students, where one student from each team faces off against the other. Um, on the face-off question, only the individual student can answer that question. If they get the question right, then they can bring in their teammates and the teammates help with what are called the bonus questions, which are two to three questions to follow the face-off question. So it is both an individual sport and a team sport, like in, a, you know, in, a, in the strictest sense in a way, right?
0: Which means that you can't just be an expert in, in one thing. You have to learn something new So I'm curious your methods as a coach. If I come in and I say, listen, Dr. O, I know nothing squat about music. Mm -hmm. What's my process then for getting ingratiated in the minutia of that?
1: Sure. Um, So what we try to do, as I mentioned earlier, is to understand what your strengths are. So if if and I say the team has different needs. So just like, you know, on a basketball team, you, you may need someone who's a point guard or a center um, or shooting guard, right? Like as a team, we have to determine what our needs are, right? So we're always looking for people who are good in science. Like science is, you know, is a common currency in, in trivia. Um, we're looking for people who are good in sports, good in popular culture, current events, politics. So we would determine what our need is. And based on our need, we try to Um, essentially train students to fit those specific needs, if we don't have a student who already has those strengths. So assuming as you said that you came in and we had a need for someone who was good in music, right? We would try to start off with what you already already know. So if if you say, I know nothing about music, I've never played an instrument, I don't know my left foot from my right foot, right? (laughs) Uh, There's still something you do. Okay there's still something that you would know about music, whether they be, you know, common nursery rhymes, which which sounds crazy to say, like you start off with common nursery rhymes, right? Um, but even those have some value, right? Um, so essentially it's always about starting off with what the student already knows and then trying to build upon that. So you may know nothing about music, but if you know a lot about sports, right? You may know, for example, that um, Drake is the biggest fan of this team up North, right? Um, that plays, in Toronto, the Raptors, right? Like just trying to make mm. connections would be the, the way we would start. Um, and everyone has something that they know. It's, it's just a question of what is it that you know? And once we understand what it is, we can then begin to help you make the connections to the specific subject
0: area that we want you to be more knowledgeable about. That's why this really hits me as something that's so accessible because... When you look at a sport like football, mm-hmm. football is not accessible to me. Okay. I'm five foot eight. I weigh <laughs> 130 pounds, so I can't play football. But if I know a little something about the world, um, I could maybe have some success on the, on the trivia team. And, Dr. O, you told me that this is a hidden gem on Chicago yes. State's campus. And, and you guys have had a lot of success. You made it very far in the Honda Challenge five years ago. Can you tell me and tell the community why this is such a hidden gem? Yeah.
1: um, So one of the things that I am always the most proud of is the fact that this competition is primarily for historically black colleges and universities. It does include PBIs, which we are a PBI. um, And PBIs are sort of the cousins to HBCUs. We're a newer institution type, so we don't have the historical cachet, like people don't know us like they might know a Howard University or Morehouse or Spelman. Um, So we're kind of, you know, younger cousins is how I like to view us. Um, But we serve very similar populations of students, right? So we have um, first-generation students um, in particular, um, um, and I think because we serve similar populations of students that this, this competition, not the Honda competition I've been referencing during our interview um, is really important um, for HBCUs, but I would also say for PBIs, um, because as I mentioned, we're not very well known. So I think it brings attention to our institution. Like it, it highlights the work that schools like Chicago State do to help first-generation students who may not have opportunities in, um, in life in education, right? We educate um, students. We're oftentimes you know, the, the last chance university for many, for many students that we serve. Um, and beyond that, I think what it highlights as well is that we have brilliant students, right? Like when people think of trivia competitions, they may not associate it um, at their first thought with HBCUs and PBIs, but they should. And I think our students represent why they should, because they're brilliant. Um, I'm always amazed, you know, to meet students who say, I can't do this, I don't know anything, and then they come to practice, and we start practicing, and then they just start excelling. And I'm like, you know, like, at first glance, the student themselves didn't even believe that they could do this, but once they once they just stuck a toe in, right, um, they excelled. Um, I'll add one more thing, is that academics, meaning you go to class and you earn grades, are... The traditional way in which we view a student's intelligence or aptitude and i think it's a it's it, it's it's important but it's also limiting right what trivia does is is, is um, enhance or emphasize just how multifaceted intelligence can be right as a concept it's not just about whether you can go to class and take a quiz and you know score well on it but um it it acknowledges the different forms of knowledge that we have. So if, if all you are is just a sports junkie, um, if you went to like your normal policy class, that form of intelligence is not being acknowledged and celebrated. But in a trivia team, in a trivia competition, we love you. You're the best thing walking, right? Um, and so I love that this is an extracurricular in some sense activity for students that, that acknowledges just how different they can be, but but it also values their brilliance in a non-traditional
0: sense. There's so much positivity that I'm hearing from you about this. And you're making an impact on the community. And I'm curious what kind of impact being a primarily black institution and being involved with the Honda Challenge now for two plus decades, what sort of impact on a grand scale are you hoping that the trivia team has?
1: I um, have only been the coach for five years, but, but even in this short time span that I've been the coach, I have been able to communicate with alumni from our team who've played in previous years. Um, and what many people reference is, is, is that experience being one of the best of their higher education experiences, right? So students come to college for four or five, six years. Um, and in that time span, they have so many experiences and for someone to say 10 years removed from college that that playing on the tribute team was one of their best experiences like tells me or it emphasizes to me just how significant this can be right I think we have to stop in higher education assuming that they're only a set of prescribed activities or experiences that student that that define a student's college experience, like whether that be you know being on the quad or joining a fraternity or sorority, which are important things, I won't take anything away from that. But there are other experiences which are not oftentimes as celebrated or as well known, like being on a tribute team, that are that are also very important and significant, right? Um, and you know, maybe this is just my limited knowledge of the alumni of our team, but everyone I've spoken to um, who is an, who has in the past participated on this team is successful, right? Um, they found employment and are productive citizens in our society um, and are still very like uh, interested, motivated and engaged. Like they will come back and help us with practice sessions with our current team. Um, always happy to be called on because they love it and excited just as our current students to play. Um, so in that sense, um, I think it's a very rewarding thing. And I think the impact is, is clear
0: when people look back at college with hindsight and they can point to one thing, that thing is important. I mean, I think about my own experience and looking back at college for me, it was broadcasting sports. And I look back and I said, that was the thing that really grew me. And what I'm hearing from you is that this, this trivia team, this quiz bowl team really has an impact for years to come.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I, I, I think as, as, Colleges begin to adjust to is it Gen Z or are we like are we Ooh, like what gen
0: hey, are we on? I think I'm Z. Not sure. Okay, so, so Gen Z <laughs> Let's go Z, with Z.
1: Let's go with Gen Z. We can be wrong. I think. Um, <laughs> so Gen Z, right? I think Gen Z is a very important generation because I think what they're hollering into colleges is just how much we need to change to catch up with the interests and the needs of you know institutions. So take video gaming, for example, like that's becoming, you know like part of the landscape of college competitions in some ways, right? So some institutions are creating video game teams. um, And I think, you know, there's increasingly more awareness of the fact that these uh, non-physical athletic um, sports or competitions, right? These are also viable outlets for students, right?
0: Right, esports is such a burgeoning industry. Yeah. Well, maybe next is trivia. And next for me is trivia, because I've asked you to prepare some questions. I'm rolling up my sleeves, getting ready to compete here. So we're gonna turn the tables. Dr. O, put me in your pressure cooker, please. Okay, It's trivia time.
1: It is trivia time. Now, I have to just give a disclaimer and to say that these are are questions. So I was gonna use some of the questions that we use in competition, but then I was like, ah, copyright issues. So I created these off the fly using some internet references. So they're not, you know, they're okay. I'll just, all right. So let us start, Sam. Um, There's a theme to these questions which I think will become apparent as we go through some of them. Um, First question, geography question, okay? This building is formerly known as the Sears Tower and is also the second tallest building in the Western Hemisphere.
0: The Willis Tower.
1: There we go, all right. All right, so this is a person question, a people question, it's about a person. This famous resident of Chicago and former CSU employee became the first African-American woman to win a Pulitzer Prize in 1950 for her book, Annie Allen.
0: I'm afraid I don't know.
1: The answer is Gwendolyn Brooks.
0: Okay. That's, that, I feel like that's a big whiff on my part. (laughs) It's okay. Especially since we have buildings named after her.
1: Yeah, you know, Sometimes the obvious is is like it, it it escapes us, especially when you're playing trivia. And I would add, you know, to, to just give you some context to what these competitions look like. You have um, in the Honda Campus All-Star Challenge competition, you essentially have five seconds to buzz in. I mean, to, you have five seconds after you buzz in to respond to the question. So they're counting, one, two, three, And your mind is racing like what is the answer and sometimes you have half the answer and
0: it on the tip of your tongue you just can't so and i see her name on campus yeah what do you say when you when it when you don't know the answer is there like a a word that's used um you typically just come up with something and okay
1: crazy enough the craziest guesses will sometimes be right
0: all right so i'm gonna shoot my shot then no more shots never pass
1: I always okay. have an answer. Okay. Um, Chicago is the birthplace of this famous voice actor, producer, and animator also known for creating Mickey Mouse. Walt Disney. Yes. Really? Yeah. I do not know he's a Chicago boy. He's a Chicago boy. This city's nicknames include the White City, the Second City, a city of big shoulders.
0: Chicago. Yeah,
1: I should have lived with that one. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. a warm-up.
1: Yeah, that was a warm-up. I should have lived with that one. Um, here's, a, here's, here's a good one. Um, so Chicago beers were founded in 1920 as the blank. Here's a clue. They were named after this city, the largest- In Macon County and also home to Milliken University.
0: The Decatur Staley's. The Decatur Staley's. You got it. Woo. Uh.
1: And now Staley's
0: the mascot.
1: Now Staley's the mascot. Um, debuting in, in 1892, Chicago's L train system was the first elevated railway in the United States. What does the L stand for?
0: I'll go with left. Left. Left.
1: <laughs> Unfortunately, that's not the correct answer. That is answer. so
0: not correct.
1: <laughs> so, the correct answer is loop.
0: Oh. Man, man. Uh, let's see if we have left. More. <laughs> Next time I take the L, I'm, I'm going to make sure I enter from the left in honor of that guess. <laughs> It's close.
1: So we always tell our students that you want to be in the ballpark. Like, you know, don't say um, limited or something like that. I don't know. Or Um, like
0: lemon lime. Right. Or like that. That's that's just so obviously not right. There's a 1% chance left could be right. It's a geographic Uh, reference. Left could be right. Uh I got it. Um, (laughs) Last one.
1: In 1943. ah, Sorry. My own handwriting, I can't. Uh, so in 19, in nineteen forty three, Ike Sowell invented the type this type of pizza, now synonymous with Chicago, in his restaurant Pizzeria Uno. So in nineteen forty three, Ike Sowell S- invented this type of pizza, now synonymous with Chicago, in his restaurant
0: Pizzeria Uno. Deep dish pizza. You got it. I know the answer ain't New York pizza. It's not. not (laughs) Well, I love the Chicago theme. Thank you for coming up with those questions. Wish I got Gwendolyn Brooks, but other than that, I feel pretty solid.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We would definitely be interested in you joining the team.
0: Listen, I would love it. I would love it. I mean, I'd love to sit down on a practice session one day. Like I said, I'm a, I'm a trivia nut. I love playing trivia, trivial pursuit. So just you doing this with me got my competitive juices flowing. I feel like I want to go out into the street and go quiz some people yeah no,
1: we would be happy to have you and and I should note that our practices are open to everyone um, we're always looking for new people to join the team um, we're recruiting for the team right now, so if anyone who's listening to this has an interest in joining the team, you know please
0: be sure to reach out absolutely and for anyone listening who's interested or knows someone who knows someone who might be interested. Uh, I'm going to make sure in the description of this podcast, whether you're listening on Spotify or Apple, we'll have Dr. O's name down there and, and uh, some info that you'll send me doctor on how you can reach out in the meantime, thank you for coming on for unearthing this hidden gem with me and also for quizzing me. That was a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. If you don't mind time, I just want to give some acknowledgement real quick to those who've made this possible. So I wanna, you know, should note that our team um, and the efforts that we've made in the last couple of years were only made possible through the provost's office. Um, each provost has been very supportive of, of the team. Um, I also wanna acknowledge that there's an assistant coach for the team um, whose name is Brandon Morgan um, and he's also been very, very helpful in, in
0: um, the team's efforts as well always need to acknowledge your teammates right there's no endeavor where just one person is enough nope could we end with me giving you a trivia question sure okay what was the first u.s state to ratify the constitution first u.s state to ratify the constitution uh delaware bingo yeah (laughs) delaware which good question i've been to once on a road trip and i know on their quarter they have the first state because they ratified it first
1: yeah yeah that's a great question sam um and it's a question that we would we would ask students so you're
0: Thank you you're very ready much. You're ready-made
1: for this. You're ready-made. right.
0: For this. I see right. my
1: replacement in the future, Sam.
0: Listen, I would love to. If you ever, if you're ever out on business or feeling under the weather or anything, you need and you need a substitute, I'd love to slot in. I'll, I'll bring all the coffee and constitutional questions I can garner. Sounds good. Doctor O, thank you for gracing me on the Shy State Pod. Appreciate it. My pleasure, Sam. Take care. A hearty thank you to Dr. O for coming on, for shining a light on his Quiz Bowl program, which really is a wonderful part of Chicago State's campus. And then also thanks to him for putting together some fun questions and making me feel like one of his students. He also coached me up a little bit. I get a little bit of his coaching style. He seems certainly like a good get for the Quiz Bowl team. So this has been the latest edition of the Shy State Pod. I'm your gracious host and producer, Sam Brief. As always, you can rate and subscribe to this podcast on Apple and on Spotify. In the meantime, hope you have a great rest of your week. Stay healthy and safe and be well, everyone. Adios from Chicago.